0: Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Welcome to 2022. We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield News and weather for the upcoming week.
1: And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to poured the wine bar with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week.
2: COVID-19 appears to be on the increase locally. Mainstage Classic Theater is looking for a few good thespians.
1: Coming up in the Features
3: section... Why is the James Webb Space
2: Telescope slowing down? I firmly resolve
3: to be here more often this year. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll get to more resolutions in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that says Christmas may be over,
4: but celebrating does not have to come to an end.
1: We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve talks with Mansfield-based author Rosemarie Caldovino de Mana. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk,
5: and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code a.m. pod to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E well.com.
3: Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family, and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com.
1: Hi, I'm Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield.
0: The COVID-19 epidemic appears to be on the rise again here in Mansfield. With the numbers, here, science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis?
2: Thanks, Steve. After several weeks of stable presence, the COVID-19 epidemic seems to be taking off again, as we apparently lean into the next wave. Tarrant County Public Health estimates the level of community spread as high up from a recent lower level of substantial. Mansfield saw 286 new cases last week, a big increase over recent weeks. Another Mansfield citizen passed away from the virus last week. Countywide, 544 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, a large increase over recent weeks. Durant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated, wear masks, and keep doing the distance and hand washing things. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent severe illness if we do catch the virus. The epidemic has stricken close to me with fully vaccinated family and friends quarantining after diagnoses and they all have symptoms. I now wear an N95 mask when I go out on my normal errands. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb.
0: Mainstage Classic Theater is holding open supporting role auditions this Saturday, February 9th, for an upcoming performance of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Supporting roles include Mr. And Mrs. Beaver, Fenris Ulf, White Stag, Father Christmas, Unicorn, Centaur, a variety of animals, and more. The show, which runs February 25th and 26th, has roles for many ages, and there are several important and featured characters to audition for. Auditions again are February 9th, 2 p.m. at First United Methodist Church on North Walnut Creek Drive. There is an audition form that needs to be completed before you arrive, and you can find that form and all other pertinent information on their website at Theater. Just a reminder that if you know of any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and your phone number in case we need more information. Monday, January 10th is National Oysters Rockefeller Day. It was back in 1889 in the renowned kitchen of Antoine's. Chef Jules Alshatori developed a recipe for baked oysters on the half shell with sauce and breadcrumbs that would earn the name Oysters Rockefeller, a dish so rich that Alchatori himself admitted, I know of no other name rich enough. For the richness While other restaurants serve similar dishes Only the historic Antoine's Serves the original Oysters Rockefeller Only Antoine's and the Alchitore family Have the authentic recipe Having served over 3.5 million orders Of Oysters Rockefeller Antoine's recipe has withstood the test of time And garnered the praises of culinary critics worldwide Each order since 1889 has been numbered Even today's customers will receive their privileged number identifying their place in history of Oysters Rockefeller. If you can't make it to New Orleans on this Monday to celebrate National Oysters Rockefeller Day, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, where you will find one of our favorite recipes. Just click on the links tab. Let's see if the weather is going to agree with your outdoor plans for the next week with Colleen, who happens to live her life daily like a Rockefeller.
1: let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in mansfield texas our temperatures have been creeping back up after that big cold front that came through this weekend but as a reminder when the temperatures warm up it's that southern air that's full of mountain cedar so we have trade-offs we're going to get up to a high of 59 degrees on wednesday but there is another cold front coming in it's going to keep us mainly dry there's not much moisture around But it's going to take our temperatures back down into the 40s for Thursday and Friday. So we're looking at a high of 43 on Thursday and a high of 49 on Friday. Saturday, we're looking to get back up to 68 degrees. Sunday should be 64 degrees. We have another front coming through on Sunday. Might bring us about a 20% chance of rain. And then we're looking at about 53 for Monday and 58 on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science, home improvement specialist Terry Radswin presents the Ask Terry segment, and Brian Sarton serves up a cocktail to remember. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question, and Steve talks with Mansfield author Rosemarie Caldovino de Mana about her new book. Stay with us. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield.
0: Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not. And we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So, whether you're a hands on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge for more information on starting your podcast or if you're looking for a better place to record podcast mansfield recording studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com hi i'm caden shea and i'm parker james from the band olive Ox. And you're listening to About Mansfield.
1: Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section.
0: Let's head on over to the science desk where reporter Dennis Webb takes a look at the James Webb Space Telescope and why it's slowing
2: down. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Many online communities are watching the mission of the James Webb Space Telescope and its journey out to Lagrange Point 2, where it will start exploring the oldest parts of our universe. Several people watching the NASA website, where this observatory is, have noticed that its velocity is slowing down and ask why. This is a great story. Motion in space is counterintuitive to us Earthlings. All motion on the Earth requires work to keep moving to overcome friction, driving a car from Los Angeles to Vegas, or an ox team pulling a covered wagon across the Great Plains. All our ground transportation technologies are a fight against friction and gravity, and even us flatlanders are burning gas in our cars to get to the grocery store. In space, friction is much less of a factor, so a body in motion will stay in motion. This is why the moon has orbited the earth for millions of years without actually having an engine. Our spaceships generally do not move through space with a foot on the accelerator pedal. They use the term a burn to describe a short firing of a rocket engine that applies an acceleration to change the velocity vector of the spaceship. After the burn is open, the spaceship continues with the same velocity in the same direction until modified by another acceleration, usually gravity from the Earth, Sun, planets, and moons, etc. This subtle but present gravity creates orbital mechanics and space travel. The James Webb Telescope is actually flying a trajectory designed by a human being to drop it off at Lagrange Point 2. And its slowdown from orbital mechanics involves gravity from the Earth and the Sun. This is part of the plan to get it there. Our Earthling friction brains make it hard for us to understand this without a little bit of training. As an example, When the abandoned Skylab space station was going to crash back to Earth in 1979 after years of friction with the Earth's upper atmosphere, the unpredictable drag of this upper atmosphere on the big, irregular, tumbling spacecraft made it impossible to predict where the surviving big chunks of metal would land. NASA reactivated attitude control to try to modulate the attitude to attempt to control friction to direct Skylab to enter the Pacific Ocean, but it was not very precise. One earnest citizen suggested that NASA just shoot it down like a high-flying goose. When shotgun pellets injure the goose in flight, it stops flapping its wings and falls predictably to the ground, and a hungry family will eat a goose. This genuine but unhelpful notion was a natural consequence of Earthling friction thinking. Shooting Skylab would only break the spacecraft into pieces, and the pieces would not fall predictably to the ground, but stay in orbit until each fell unpredictably on its own somewhere. Another NASA story. In the Gemini program back in the 1960s, one of the objectives was to develop techniques for rendezvousing and docking spacecraft in orbit, something that was necessary for the future moon missions. Mission planners used orbital mechanics to get the two spacecraft close to each other and assumed that orbital mechanics was negligible a few hundred feet apart. However, every time the astronaut flew towards his target, he ended up further away. Turns out you can't neglect orbital mechanics. As the astronaut tried to move his spacecraft toward the target, he increased his orbital velocity, which pushed the spacecraft into a higher orbit, where his orbital speed actually decreased. Weird, but true. They quickly figured it out, and Apollo did several successful dockings in lunar orbit. The great thing about us humans is that we can enlarge our thinking beyond our experience. Even without mastering the complicated math around the brutally simple physics, any of us can grasp this different reality beyond our experience with a little study of orbital mechanics. While the complicated math to do this was developed and refined by geniuses, starting with Isaac Newton, average engineering students were able to cross this counterintuitive boundary to become accomplished flight dynamics analysts and designers who guided Apollo spacecraft to the surface of the moon and back, and now the James Webb Telescope to its destination. Yay, humans! If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. In a world where people have thousands of questions about improving and repairing their homes,
3: one man has the answers.
1: It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he talks about the place that you call home. Terry?
3: Well, the new year is upon us, and while we don't know what it'll bring, we do know what we can do to make home ownership and maintenance a little easier as we go along. So, with that in mind, today we're going to go through part one of a list of suggestions for resolutions we can make in 2022. Put these tasks on the calendar now, and you should have an easier time knocking out some of the important maintenance issues that can keep you from having to deal with repair issues instead. I'll also drop in a few items that you can think about to help save money and improve the planet as well. First resolution, resolve to get a heating and air conditioning tune-up twice a year. Bringing a specialist in will keep your systems in tip-top shape, fully charged with refrigerant, cleaned, lubricated, and working efficiently so that you save money on running the equipment. Those inspections can also help cut major repairs off at the pass by finding problems before a total breakdown. Resolve to look at solar this year. There are grant and assistance programs out there that help pay for solar energy systems, should you qualify, and those solar panels will help reduce fossil fuel consumption while saving you money on your monthly electric bill. And given the winter storm we experienced last February, it wouldn't hurt to look at a backup generator system for your home either. If you experienced a long-term outage last year, you remember what it was like. A backup generator can literally be a lifesaver. Resolve to get your power lawn equipment maintenanced and tuned up before the season starts. Getting ahead of the game makes certain that after the rains come and the grass starts to grow, your mower, trimmer, and all the other goodies will reliably start and run efficiently, keeping exhaust emissions to a minimum as well. Resolve to trim and thin out trees that have overgrown. By getting rid of excess and dead branches, you'll actually extend the life of your trees and lessen their need for water throughout the season. A warm winter day is the perfect time to get that done while the trees are dormant. That helps reduce the trauma to the tree's capillary system as well. Resolve to declutter. Look around the attic, the garage, the home office, the shed, the closet, and see how much stuff you're storing that you rarely or never use. While I'm a big-time sentimentalist and hold on to things much longer than I need to, the quiet season of winter is a great time to reassess the need to keep and store a lot of junk. Once you've sorted and culled out, think about donating the useful things to an organization like the Mansfield Mission Center who can turn those unwanted goods into food and funds that will help less fortunate people in our very own community. Resolve to compost. Your grass clippings, leaves, and fruit and vegetable waste can be turned back into healthy soil that will help your lawn and garden grow greener and healthier. Whether you do it in a barrel, a pile, Or a big compost box like I do. I can tell you from experience that given time and patience, you'll get some amazing organic material that you can constantly draw from throughout the year without having to pay for it by the bag. And you'll help lessen the impact on our landfills by throwing that stuff in the trash. My grandfather told me when I was a boy helping him with yard work that if you give back to the earth what it gives you, it'll keep giving and giving. 50 years later, I can attest and I encourage you to do the same. Well, that's part one of our list and a good start to the year. I wish you all the best for health and happiness in 2022. And I thank you for listening as well. And don't forget, there's no me without you. I need your questions to keep the segment running. You can send them by email to mansfield.com or visit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll add to the list of resolutions next week. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin.
1: Shaken or stirred, Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian?
4: This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Silk Pajamas. Back during December, I introduced you to several Christmas seasonal recipes to dress up your family and friends' events. And I'm back with the third in a series of vodka cocktails that I came up with several years ago. So with that in mind, slip into something sexy and try this amazingly delicious cocktail. But don't worry, as always, about taking notes as I'll be giving out the ingredients and the instructions, and they will be posted on bourbongospel.com. This week's cocktail of the week is the Silk Pajamas. What do we need? We need two parts vodka, one part Contro, one part fresh lemon juice, and one part cranberry juice. We're going to pour all four of the ingredients into a cocktail shaker, add ice, shake for 20 to 30 seconds, really feel the cold in your your shaker, and strain into a new Tom Collins glass fresh with ice and serve. It's really that simple this week, but as always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain.
1: Congratulations to Maggie Williams, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. How many absences does the Mansfield ISD allow in one school year? Maggie knew that the correct answer was, no student should be absent for more than 10% of an academic year. Maggie has won a $25 gift card to poured the wine bar. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield.
5: Introducing Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, an all-new, all-modern healthcare campus now serving Mansfield in our nearby communities with advanced care for women and infants, orthopedics, heart and vascular, a 24-7 ER, and more. Experience care you'll love right where you love living. Texas Health Mansfield now open at 287 and Lone Star Road. Learn more at texashealth.org backslash Mansfield.
4: Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield. Mansfieldmission.org. That's MansfieldMission.org. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce
5: CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield.
0: It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to poured the wine bar, featuring wine, beer, and bubbly, and an extended food menu. In a relaxed atmosphere. Check them out on the web at pouredtx.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve,
1: the Mansfield Star Center opened its doors in August of 2018, bringing hockey and other ice related activities to Mansfield with its two rinks. The rinks are named after two retired hockey players. This week's trivia question is, name one of the two former Dallas Stars players that the rinks at the Mansfield Star Center are named after. Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, name one of the two former Dallas Stars players that the rinks at the Mansfield Star Center are named after. Good luck, and thanks to Carol at Pored. For the gift card.
0: Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casio. As we make the transition from news to talk, and in the studio today, I love interviewing local authors, and we have another one in the studio today. But I, I got to start with saying that uh, I've always felt that there's nothing more powerful than the imagination of a child, and we're going to talk about that here in just a couple of seconds. The author. Rosemarie Caldovino de Mana grew up in Staten Island, New York, and until the age of 20. Her family relocated to Loxahatchee, Florida, which is about an hour and a half north of Miami. And that's where she met her husband of 15 years, together uh, with their two daughters. They now live in Mansfield, where she began writing this book that I'm holding in my hands, Magical Adventures of Bug and Pumpkin. She started writing that in 2016. And we welcome to the studio Rosemary Caldavino Damana. Welcome to uh, to About Mansfield.
6: Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Damana or Damana? Damana. Damana. Okay, and that's quite the Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you grew up in in Staten Island in a traditional Italian family. Yes. Describe it.
6: A very overprotective father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Overprotective brother. I was the youngest. I was the little girl. Um, You know, mom cooking all the time. And yeah, very traditional Italian New York, stereotypical kind of family, what you... What you imagine it to be is pretty much what it was, but
0: it was real. <laughs> now, prior to starting this interview, we talked for about ten minutes before uh, before we started recording. I did not hear the Staten Island <laughs> accent until you said "father" <laughs> and "brother," and there it is. There it's, it is. It's uh, and and your your husband warned me ahead of time. He says, yeah, "Be prepared for the New York accent."
6: I, and I I try to. Tone it down a little bit, but sometimes it just comes out. I think more when I'm nervous too. <laughs> ah,
0: it's, it's, it's wonderful. You, um, you came to Mansfield in what year? 2016. 2016, which is actually when you started writing the book. Right. How old were Bug and Pumpkin at that age?
6: Um, Pumpkin was three and Bug was eight.
0: Okay. And Bug and Pumpkin are your two daughters? Yes,
6: those are our daughters who are now... Thirteen and eight.
0: <laughs> okay. And for the listeners, if you have any young children or young grandchildren around this age, uh, this may be a book that you want to look into for uh, uh, the purposes of we'll get into specifically talking about the the story that goes on in the book, but um, and how the use of their imagination plays into this book bug and pumpkin your two daughters uh actually have real names and uh, they are in the book so um you give a shout out to your to your daughters yep
6: bug is is giada and pumpkin is sophia and they are they are our hearts they're my heart they're the best (laughs) (laughs) i wrote this for them
0: sophia with an f
6: yes sophia with an f
0: because as I was told, there is no ph in Italy,
6: <laughs> right? So she's Sophia with an F.
0: That's right. <laughs> I have a daughter, Sophia with an F. Oh, and uh, she was named after Sophia Loren, oh. and which uh, Sophia in Italian means grace. Mm-hmm. And when we saw uh, photos of, of Sophia Loren, and and it was, it was like yeah. I yeah. came home that day and I said, "What do you think of Sophia?" Mm-hmm. And and it worked. And Giada. Which mean, does that mean it
6: does mean it does mean Jade? But she's named after the chef Giada De Laurentiis,
0: ah.
6: uh, which is just a, a beautiful person. And we, I was pregnant, and I felt like the connection was there, and hence the name.
0: <laughs> the book, "The Magical Adventures of Bug and Pumpkin," a, a fairly easy read, at least for an adult. Mm-hmm. It's it's only twenty seven pages. Uh, the the text is large, so you you get. I think I got through this in— less than 10 minutes, but it's the, it's the story that, that I think is, is pretty important. And, and so, uh, the reason you wrote the book.
6: I lost my father in 2016 and, um, I do not have a, a healthy way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to help my girls deal with it. I decided to use this small idea that I had that kind of stemmed from wanting to write a book that they would both enjoy at the same time and kind of cut bedtime in half and write something for them since they are five years apart, trying to make sure we can sit together and bond during the bedtime experience, but read one book that they would both enjoy. So I decided I was just going to write a book for them and using that as the catalyst to Also help them cope with and deal with the loss of their grandfather, who was very um, important in their lives Mm and in in their lives on a really on a day to day basis. And they went through those last few months of his life very closely with me, um, wanting to just help them deal with it and help them cope and help them stay connected to him in a way that they didn't know was possible and that wasn't available in what I refer to as the home world and where we are
0: now. And so the, the, the premise of this, this book really is to get the girls to use their imagination. Right. And in this particular story, uh, talk about how, well, first of all, how did you come up with the concept of using their imagination of creating a story, which involves their grandfather would, which I think is brilliant.
6: <laughs> Thank you. Um, to be honest with you, I felt some sort of drive and maybe sixth, sixth sense that I hadn't felt before. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like I was just the, the portal. It, very, it was very odd for me because when I sat down to start writing the book, I knew the few things that I knew was that I wanted him to be with them and and to take them on these adventures. I knew I wanted it to be entertaining overall. Um, I wanted the girls to learn something. I wanted to make sure I had facts in the book. So I I knew some things, but when I sat down to write, it just, it was magical for me. It just flowed from me and it it almost like it wrote itself in a very weird way. When I say that out loud, it sounds crazy, but um, I feel like I was just there and the book just came out of
0: me wrote itself yeah
6: it wrote itself yeah
0: <laughs> part of the story is that uh, after lights out the girls get underneath the covers in the same bed and create a story that involves the the, the late grandfather mm-hmm. and is this something that they were doing before you wrote you wrote the book or
6: no and I noticed that because I have such a hard time dealing with it I didn't talk to him or talk to them about him or Mm. didn't bring him up in conversation. Um, If they started talking about him, I'd have to leave the room and my husband would have to take over. And it was just a, a thing that we knew. So I don't know that I allowed them to do that because I was very shut down. So I felt like when they had their private time and they were getting ready for bed, that it would be the perfect time for them to share something because I stepped away. I wasn't there. So I think that's how it came to be where they, you know, got tucked in under the covers and said these magic little words and transported to this
0: world. So this book is almost therapeutic for you.
6: Exactly. It really is, which I didn't realize that until later. But yes, it is.
0: The story, the kids again. Lights out. The kids have their separate beds, but they get together. I would assume in the the, the elders, old, yes, yeah, <laughs> the, the elders' bed, and they they go underneath the covers. Uh, talk about the specific story that that you present in the book that the girls go through, uh, which is going to lead to. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the future, but. Uh, the story that uh, that the girls go through, they slip under the covers of Giada's bed? Yes,
6: they slip under uh, the covers. Sophia leaps into Giada's bed. Bug,
0: would that be Bug's <laughs> Bug, bed? Yep. Okay.
6: Giada, uh, Sophia leaps into Bug's bed, to Giada's bed, and they start whispering about, um, you know, him coming to Giada in a dream and and telling her how to do this, you know, and how I wanted to establish that this is the way that they found out about it. Mm. And they say, you know, they put the covers over their heads and they hold hands and they say um, a little magic, a lot of love will bring you to the stars above. And that's the, the, the phrase that gets them to this world where they're hoping to see someone special. (laughs)
0: And in this case, they are are transported back to the dinosaur age. They are. They which, are. Which uh, again, the the power of of a child's imagination, and this in this case, a, a children's imagination, mm-hmm. and they contribute or add to the story of of their grandfather, which uh, again, and then be able being able to take that and, and create it into uh, into a book. Um, is uh is is very awesome. Thank you. Who's your ideal person? Who do you want to buy this book?
6: Um I would say that I see a mom like me that might also receive some benefit from the book as well that maybe has a loss that that she isn't dealing with or you right. know or a dad or you know parents that feel like maybe they haven't talked to their child about the loss of the person in their family. Especially during these times where I feel like, you know, we are losing people more and more every day, people that we didn't expect to lose. And I don't think kids are being given an outlet to express what they feel. So anyone that has lost someone that maybe ha- realizes they haven't paid as much attention to what their what their little ones are feeling would benefit from a book like this. And um, I, I think I see it in, in their hands.
0: Yeah. Do Bug and Pumpkin still talk about their grandfather?
6: They do. I am trying to get better with staying in the room, but they do. They very very frequently bring him up and bring him into things and they're an example for me of how you know I should be doing that. So yes, they do. Yeah. They they still feel very connected
0: to him. Can we talk about your uh, your dad, your the, the the grandfather in the book, uh, first of all <laughs> a, a name? Uh, his name is Joe. Joe.
6: Joseph Caldavino. Okay. He went by Joe or Joey.
0: And and Bug was eight years old when he passed. Yes. Okay. Uh, what were, were they close? Very close. Okay. What were some of the things that, that uh, Joe and and Bug used to do together?
6: <laughs> Anytime she was with him, he was always fixing something. He was a mechanic um, or cutting the grass or doing, she would just, she would be glued to his side. If he was, you know, under the hood of a car, she would be right next to him yeah. the way that I was when I was little.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I, that's okay. That's okay. Um, my relationship with my grandfather was very similar, that that even though they lived uh, 600 miles apart, whenever they came down to, to uh, San Diego to visit us, uh, he and I were inseparable. In fact, to this day, I still use the same cologne that he used to wear, uh. and which, um, which reminds me. On a daily basis of of my grandfather. Now, I was not eight years old when he passed. In fact, I was probably 18. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure. uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe a book like this uh, uh, would have helped. You never know. It it actually got me thinking about my grandfather as I was reading through this. Oh, good. And... um, So it's it's not just for for young kids uh, and that perhaps a teenager that is going through the loss of of, and not necessarily a grandfather, but a loved one. Right.
6: Any loved one, any loved one. I even a pet, you know, I, I have a vision of putting a pet in there at some point just to, you know, a loss is a loss and it's. What you feel and how you experience it is is okay, and it's your loss, and I want the book to help someone anyone and everyone To replace that character that's in the book with their own and and go on an adventure and feel like they can connect with someone that they have lost
0: I gotta ask Uh, Why the move from Staten Island to Loxahatchee, Florida? (laughs) My
6: father. (laughs) And
0: and what's in Loxahatchee?
6: More now than there was when we moved there. Um, My father wanted to get out of New York. He hated the cold. Every, when the birds would fly south for the winter, my father would pretend to flap his wings and (laughs) want to take off and go with them. He's the reason why we moved to Florida. Loxahatchee specifically was, I think, just because... Moving from New York and the house that we were in, being able to buy what we were able to buy in Loxahatchee and have land and have this big, beautiful house, he was ready to go. So we went.
0: <laughs> Loxahatchee. And and describe Loxahatchee because you were an adult by the time I was you got there. I was
6: 20 by the time I got there. Um, A lot of, you know, each house was on at least an acre and a quarter of land. Some houses were on three acres or five acres. Uh, It was lovely. It was very, very nice. It was different from how I grew up. But as you said, I was already an adult, so I experienced it differently. I didn't have to worry about going to school. (laughs) It was nice, though. It was nice. It's near West Palm Beach, so it was right there near regular things.
0: Close and fairly close to the ocean. Yes. All right. And that's where you met Ronnie. Yes. <laughs> and he uh, uh, swooped you up and took you to Texas.
6: Yep. Something like that.
0: <laughs> Very cool. All right. The uh, The book, again, is called The Magical Adventures of Bug and Pumpkin. And um, what started out as a typical day has turned into anything but with the two young sisters, Giada and Sophia, nicknamed Bug and Pumpkin, find themselves walking among dinosaurs and... Uh, Rosemary Caldovino de Mana, where can people buy this book?
6: Currently, they can buy the book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I believe it will be available in, in additional places in the future, but right now, I only shop on Amazon anyway, but Amazon and Barnes and & <laughs> and <Barnes> and Noble.
0: <laughs> okay, and you have uh, – you've got a, a national publishing company, and – and uh, uh, because it's got an ISBN, it's going to wind up in the Library of Congress. Yes. A- and so the next time you go to Washington, D.C., you'll <laughs> go look at I'll it. I'll go look
6: at it. Yes.
0: <laughs> I got to ask you about the, the end of the book, because um, the book, the final words are the end, question mark, or is it just the beginning? Is there uh, now, is there a sequel?
6: There is a sequel. Uh, I have written books two and three, and I've started on book four. But they are just sitting on my computer. I see this. I see this book as a as an endless series of uh, all the adventures that they can go on and all of the things that they can learn. I would. I want feedback from people. You know. I, let's have them go someplace else, you know, and maybe book five is that place where people are telling me they want them to go. Um, you know, I want them to experience real life heroes and heroes from the past. I I just, I feel like it's endless.
0: Book two and three are written. Book four is is in the works. This is book number one. How many times have you read this book?
6: Um, I have a hard time getting through the whole book without crying. Oh, Yeah. So I'm still trying to get there. I've I feel like I've read it a hundred times just through the editing process and going back and forth with the publisher and the editor, and um, I feel like a hundred times.
0: <laughs> because there are some dinosaurs in here that I've never heard of, and
6: I did try and did, <laughs> get some different <laughs> ones. I didn't. I tried to not do the typical ones.
0: <laughs> a uh, what's it, a, a, a gorgosaurus? Yes, gorga. Gorg- mm-hmm. Saurus. Mm-hmm. I've not, not. I thought I knew most of them.
6: <laughs> I wanted kids to learn something new.
0: So it's an educational book. Yes. We look forward to number two. Thank you. Number three. Thank you. And number four, <laughs> the magical adventures of Bug and Pumpkin. Rosemarie Caldavino Demana. I appreciate you being on About Mansfield.
6: Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful
0: coming up next week on about mansfield we will talk in studio with one of mansfield's finest citizens you need to tune in to find out who it is this is the place where you will also hear the latest mansfield news sports and weather until then don't forget to like follow subscribe share love support do what you have to do if you haven't already so you never miss an episode it's free and it's easy just enter your email address on our website AboutMansfield.com. we will never send you any spam we promise.
1: About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Lashonda Warner. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo.
0: We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo and this... is about Mansfield.